back to Oh Bravo, the podcast. You're here with Kendall and Chantel. Sorry, that was so unnecessary to Chantel. sing. Into it. So we've had a bit of a kerfuffle, um, and by we, I mean me. No, I, it was both of us. The, <laughs> the responsibility we, is on both of us. We've just done a half an hour pre-recording, and by pre, I meant actual recording, and then it um, definitely did not record so we did we a full again. recap of real housewives of orange county premiere episode that you guys never got to hear which maybe like the world doesn't want us to recap rosie yeah, like is this like, a sign from the gods a lot of people have said they're not watching maybe the bravo god is like yeah don't recap it but we're going to give it to you in 20 minutes flat set the timer kendall okay i'm ready i'm ready okay here we go let's so. do it 20 <laughs> minutes go Okay, so we started back with um, an intro, like quite an emotional intro, I would say, um, hosted by who was Gina. It? Gina. It was hosted by Gina Keogh, um, who, if you don't know her, you should go back and watch the original seasons of Rosie. She had two really naughty boys and one really nice gal. Yep. And she kind of did a little like, oh, hey, guys, remember why you should watch Real Housewives? Like, obviously, Bravo knows that some people are hesitant about it so they decided to remind us of the beautiful like montage of all of our iconic moments so we had Tamara in there Vicky's old face yeah I feel I love Vicky's old face I feel like this whole season's kind of tainted off the back of COVID I don't know why but I think like I think because it is. Because it is. I don't know why, but it, maybe because they filmed during COVID. Yeah, maybe. And it's all the social scene of Kelly Dodd and how much, like, everyone's just hating on her right now, which is fair enough. She's being really stupid and ignorant. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I just wasn't that excited. But anyway, so they do this flashback to get us excited. Then we, we see Gretchen. We see Heather. Like, and you almost forget, like, how amazing previous seasons of Orange yeah, County have totally been. totally iconic. But that doesn't mean now is iconic, unfortunately. So but, true. Let us try. So we get in there and we meet Shannon and her new fella. John. John. And I think John's a saucy little grey fox. He's super cute. He's got a good body. Um, like, go She said Shannon. that they met each other and immediately spent the whole entire night doing karaoke together, which is like every woman's dream. Yeah, they shut the restaurant down. So pretty much they had the perfect meaning. Um, he has two girls and one guy kid, one boy kid. Who's like 22 or something. Anyway, bottom line is they both have three kids. They are the modern day Brady Bunch. Everyone was laughing at the dinner table. It made me sick with joy. Shannon's like, and her youngest twins are like 15 now. Like her oldest is 18. They all look super grown up. Like his kids are adults as well. Like it just seemed like a really cute, fun environment. Like I think Shannon's eldest had just gotten an ear piercing and like his daughter had taken her to go get it done. So it yes. just seemed like they all got along really, really well. It was like a bit of like um, kind of like a rebel with a cause, you know, with a family bonding cause. That's how I felt the piercing was. And know? keeping like in mind that David Bedore and his like baby mama Leslie or whatever just got married like, it just creeps me out. Like, they're, imagine going to, like, his house where he's like, hey, guys, well, they do showed, you want some salsa before dinner? Corn chips. Corn chips before they, they dinner. They showed flashbacks of him and he just seems so gross now. Like, now that there's a Rick in here. No, John. 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 Rick is Kelly, so speaking of. But um, it's also cute because she was like, you know what? Had I gone back and someone said, like, 55 years you. from now, you're going to have, like, the happiest time of your life. You're going to go through shit, but then you'll be happy. She's like, I would never do anything differently. I would still do it all the same. That's really So sweet. she's obviously, like, found true happiness. 
bless her little consorts. I'm happy for her. She deserves it, I think. David was a dick. David was totally a dick. But then what rhymes with dick? Stick. Rick! Rick! (laughs) Rick Leventhal! Fox News presenter and... Kelly Dodd's new beau. And they also actually recently got married. No, fiancé'd? Oh, no, married. Married, yeah. This week I saw... so. They got um, fiancéed really early on. We saw it at the last reunion, actually. I think it was like, okay. Um, He obviously really fell hard for the Kelly Dodd. And, yeah, they just got married this week. It looked kind of like low-key, but also there was a whole situation where for her hen's night she wore a mask that said drunk wives matter. I think it was a hat. A hat. Was it a hat? No, you're right. It's a hat. I'm just getting confused because she never wore a mask. You know, <laughs> like it couldn't have possibly been a but, mask because yeah, like, Kelly Dodd doesn't know what the fuck they are. But also, like, it was so funny because they got married and it also looked like a funeral because yeah, everyone wore black. Why was that? She I think black. she was a bit like, oh, you know, it's like her second marriage. Third. Third? Yeah. Oh. Mm. Okay. So it was her third marriage. I think she was a bit like meh about the like dress. But like wear thing. like a blue dress. I don't know. Yeah, it was a bit morbid. Anyway, you do you. That's fine. But anyway, he seems nice. Um, Jolie is with them in this first scene that we meet them. They're walking down a side boardwalk, whatever you call it. Sidewalk. They're walking down They're walking the on sidewalk a pier. of Newport Beach. That's it. And it's they like go for in a... the OC when like Marissa and yes. Summer and stuff, they're always hanging out at the boardwalk. This at is like pier. Jolie and Rick and Kelly. They're like Summer and Seth and, and they, Marissa. They even get on a ferry wheel. Ferris wheel. <laughs> are you okay <laughs> they're walking down the sidewalk and then they get on the ferry wheel and then, um meanwhile chantelle is sorry guys i mean <laughs> it's the whole um double recording it's really missing but, um <laughs> she said it right the first time i can vouch for it was that beautiful the first time i was like there's <laughs> so they're on the ferris wheel and jolie is suddenly a woman as kelly keeps talking about in her confessionals yeah, Poor she's jolie. got like teenage angst and stuff and like she's happy braces. one moment she's angry the next they talk about how apparently she loves rick she hated dr brian yeah dr brian i mean didn't we all disgusting but free plastic surgery what what um so that was a really cute scene and then we also get like a little intro to gina's new dude god oh you know what we could have done like um transition wise what rhymes with Ferris kind of travis travis <laughs> yes travis Beautiful. good one Gina's good segue. new man travis is gina's new man um he seems really sweet he's got a little beard i think we Super saw sensitive. him on instagram a really long time ago so like yes. it's not news to me but it is still cute to see him well, on screen i think she kind of had him around at the last um reunion right yes yeah so obviously she went through a lot of shit last season with the DUI and then like the domestic violence issues with Matt. So it's really nice to see her with someone who seems genuinely Agreed. nice. She's got a little love chub. So she called it. She did. She brought it up. She brought it up. She was like, I've been having a lot of wheels of brie without exercising. She's not even big. Like she's not even remotely big. It's kind of like in V pump when everyone was like, Oh, Katie. Yeah. You're so she's fat not, now. Like it's she's like, not, well, she's not. She's just, she's just like bigger than what she was last yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the camera adds 10 pounds. So she's probably like 20 pounds thinner than me still. Of course. Oh, duh. Kendall, you're cute. (laughs) Kendall is super strong. So um, she has Shannon over to her house. Um, So she has like a normal house, I would say. It's not extravagant. 
like the other OC women maybe. So it looks a little dark, but um, there is room. There's two rooms. There's girls' bunk bedrooms and boys' bunk bedrooms because, like, Shannon, her new beau has three kids. So there's three and three. Yeah, and they all seem like they're of similar ages, and she said it was cute. They're, like, a little posse. Like, they all look out for each other. So it just seems like she's super happy. Yeah. It was good to see Gina, like, a little bit less, like, horrified with her life. Yeah, like her hair is at a normal hue. There is mm. no ice blonde anywhere. The dream. The dream. Way more stable. And you guys, we are introduced to our newest housewife, Elizabeth. And we have just about as much to tell you as that. <laughs> yeah. So we don't really have a whole lot because but they didn't say really do it yeah. very well. They kind of were just like, hey, what up? You guys shouldn't know who she is. And I'm like, wait, Bravo, I don't know who she is. Tell yeah, me. it was kind of like, uh, as Kendall said when we were watching it, it's like we came in halfway through the season with her. Like, we, do, it's like she's so-and-so's friend, but we're like, we don't know so-and-so. Yeah, we were just like, what, who? And it's like Kelly and Bronwyn go to her house and, like, she's talking about her ex and she said her ex's name, like, really fast and he's some billionaire named blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I looked him up. I got the wrong ex at first. It was just a random civilian. Then the next time it was the right guy. He's, like, some billionaire from Seafood America. She's just your typical, like, blonde Newport Beach, big boobs, veneers kind of vibe. Like, there's nothing... Big veneers. There's nothing I can really say about her at this stage. Like, she seems to have horrible sense in fashion. We have a scene with her where she's wearing, like, a hugely open, like, shirt that says Shah on one side and Nell on the other. Yeah, it's And then she's got, like, a turquoise necklace that's, like, sitting in between her huge fake I've never seen someone do injustice to that top as much. Like, Teresa Judice wore Mm. it and she pulled it off better. Yeah, Elizabeth looked a bit gross. And she was kind of talking about, like, her IT company, like how she wanted to sell it. Like, it was just a lot to take in in one episode because you're a bit like, well, I, I don't even know who the fuck you I don't are. Know. And we're getting a vibe that her marriage d- dissolution's taking a while. Like, I, I don't know. It was just like... We're like, I, we don't care. We don't care because we don't know. You just tell us more about you. And it's like normally when a new housewife starts, they probably don't get introduced to like the second episode because they need to like reorient us in the first. And I know that we're missing Tamara and Vicky, but... That's what I just keep thinking. Like, we're, okay, where are the next people we're going to meet? You know? Yeah. It's like, there's something missing. I know. Okay, so next thing we meet, Emily. Um, again, who obviously we love. Kendall and I are huge. Love her. Emily enthusiasts. I don't know. I just love her realness. Emily stands. So this thing she's with, Shane, who... Ooh, sorry, Kendall's opening up a crisp, sparkling water. Nothing to see here. Um, so Emily meets up with Shane, who... I don't like. Shane was actually Chantel's number one on her top five last week of worst house husbands. So this is like a fiery passion that that hits number one. This is firing me up because I just think there's something in him that just isn't nice. And we come in this this episode and Emily and him are celebrating 11 years of mariage. Mariage! And she tells the waiter that who does not seem to care. Um, And much like all of us, I would say. I would say so. It's like, does it really count if you had really miserable time half of the wedding mm. marriage? Um, and she makes a big point of saying, these last six months you've been so different. He's like, mm. yeah, I yeah. <laughs> have. No one's buying it. No, I'm certainly not. She leans in for a kiss. He misreads it. As like a, just a pucker that he's supposed to just smile at, which no one, that's never a thing. Yeah, it's, it's You never awkward. have your girlfriend lean forward at the table and pucker and you just smile and wave. She has to say it. She's like, I just tried for a kiss. Lol. And he's like, oh. 
Anyway, she's like, um, yeah, he's changed so much. And then in confessional, she says, I realized it was my fault. He's such a great dad and husband. It's like, hell no. Yeah, no. Nuh-uh. We weren't cool with that. Like, we never wanted her to, to like, feel at fault for what mm. went on. Like, it was like Shane was an asshole and, like, even if she, she felt, did, like, unloved. Even if she did do things bad in the marriage, it's like, it still wasn't 100% your fault at all. In the so slightest. it seems like um, he just, like, gaslighted her probably, like, all year long. And then was like, if we're going to film again, you better fucking like me. And she was like, I guess I do have a husband. How lucky am I? Yeah. You know? So that was a pretty disappointing scene. And then we go on to Kelly and Gina. They go to hot yoga together, which I don't even remember their friendship being a thing. I don't think it really was. Like, that's what I mean is that they've just kind of, like, gone but, on from last season, like, pretending like everything's fine. But I'm like, what happened have last to be season? Friends. Like, I don't remember. Well, they have to be friends because, I mean, there's no one else around. Legit. It's a pretty small cast, actually, isn't it? And it's interesting, like, they start they start talking about Bronwyn's drinking, which I don't really remember being a topic last season. Like, I know that they've kind of, they give us little flashbacks to say that it was. But to me, like, it wasn't a big talking point. But apparently Bronwyn does have an issue with drinking. No, like, she was wild, yes. But no more wild than Sonia Morgan or, like, Mm. you know, any of the other housewives we know. I just felt like she was a bit, you know, her and her husband had that apartment off that they had sex with other people. It's like, that's what they did, you know. Like, she's been through a lot. Like, she has, like, 8 million children. Like, it's like what Kelly says. Like, wouldn't you want a cocktail at the end of the day, too? Definitely. And so, I guess, should we flash forward to the end? Okay, let's do this scene. So, we get a scene at the end that, so, all the way through this episode, it's a bit fishy, but there's little, like, hints of Bronwyn's drinking. Bronwyn's like, oh, I'm not drinking here. She's like, I've never known you not to drink. Not in that accent, but it sounds better. Southern Vale. Southern Vale. And then um, at the end, Emily comes over to Bronwyn's and we get that, you know, it flashes back. Bronwyn's like, you know, Emily last few seasons or last few years has been really critiquing my drinking. We get flashbacks of Emily saying you should stop drinking at parties. And when we look back at it, wow, like Bronwyn was really out of control. Like she was like flashing her titties, like her titties, her titties, um, <laughs> just like everything, just like fully out of control. And um, so Emily's sitting there and she's like, why Mikey? And Bronwyn's pretty much like, yeah, well, I was angry at you, but you're right. I've got a drinking problem. Yeah. So she kind of admits that she's an alcoholic, that it's been a huge problem for her. She kind of went on like a four day bender at Rick's 60th where she like didn't stop drinking for four days. And apparently she was like hiding drinking all the time. And she actually even like used pregnancy as a bit of a reason to not drink, which was interesting. Like given that she's been pregnant so many times, she was like, I just kept getting pregnant. And then I would find it easy not to drink when I was pregnant and then when I was breastfeeding I didn't drink and then whenever I would stop it would happen all over again so it's like it seems like now that she's done having kids she's really having to deal with this issue yeah she's like oh shit maybe I do have a drinking problem also how fertile is this woman oh my god it seems like so Shauna only needs to just like wink at her and she's like boom I'm pregnant um so yeah that was interesting and i'm also interested to see if she's going to drink this season or not because we you know real housewives of new york next season we're going to have leah who's going to be sober oh yeah she wrote an article this week with on glamour um about being sober on bravo which i have not read yet but i'm looking forward to amazing but yeah it's going to be an interesting season but i mean look it it left me not being like whoa we need to watch next week yeah and the only other scene i think worth talking about is that we get Kelly and Shannon, they go to Bronwyn's house and they end up having like a little bit of a chat about like the whole Jim Bellino 
um, where Kelly last season got involved in Shannon's lawsuit that she had going on with him and Tamara. And that was kind of like the origin of their issues. But like, it seemed like at this point they both didn't really care. They've got, they've got a job to do. They've got to do this show. So they better get along. Yeah, I felt like they weren't really that angry at each other. It was just like they had to be for the show and now they're over it. I'm like, cool. Yeah. And then the season premiere, like the little sneak peek into the whole entire season. Like it seems interesting. We do get little snips of Matt filming for the first time. So Gina's ex-husband, which is super weird because he's never been on the show before. I reckon he's trying to win her back. Probably. Otherwise we have... um, it looks like Bronwyn, like, breaking down a few times. It's just a whole lot of mess, but also just, like, coronavirus, which I'm not really sure I want to see. I've still. been watching a bit of the Kardashians this week, and they were. this is the first show I've, reality show I've seen filming with coronavirus as a talking point, and I'm bored. Same. Like, I don't want to talk like, about it. Because I get it. At the beginning, it seemed dramatic, and, yes, it is fucking dramatic. So many people lost their lives. We're in Australia and it's been, we're so fortunate. Like, we've really hardly been hit, Mm. Um, especially in Sydney. We haven't. So it's strange to us. But also I feel like it almost makes me angry seeing the Kardashians being really dramatic about it because I'm like, there are so many people in worse situations than you. Yeah, like it's like on-call medical attention like you have like a thousand homes between you all you you've got somewhere to isolate totally like if you guys had to isolate like it's like they isolate in their eight million acre 14 billion dollar home like it's like sorry about it but other people have to stay in like really small apartments or some people are homeless in the u.s like it's not like as clear like oh it's so stressful but it's like i don't want to watch chris jenner say that coronavirus is stressful same so Anyways, I'm, yeah, we'll see how this season goes with the OC, but yeah, not pump, but we'll report. We will, just so that you guys don't have to watch it if you don't want to. You're welcome. We'll watch it for you. Yes. Okay, now we'll do a little recap of Real Houses of Potomac, so we'll chat to you soon. Okay, you guys, now we're on to our recap of The Real Housewives of Potomac. I've got to say, like, we've had, like, a few episodes here where it feels, like, spoiled for choice, like, every single scene, can't even go to the bathroom, and this was probably the first episode I probably could have gone to the bathroom a couple times. Yeah, I think you went once. To be frank, like, and you don't need to, like, be like, your friend's like, oh, do you want to pause it? And you're like, nah. Yeah, like, that's so true. The last few weeks, it's been, like, can't miss a second action. Yeah. This week could miss a lot of seconds, I felt, personally. Yeah. Okay, so I was into okay it. with missing some seconds. Well, we have this whole thing with Karen this this episode. So she invites um, Ashley and Giselle. I don't know who else she invited, but they're I think the ones. It's Ashley and Giselle. Yeah, I, I, it seemed like that. So she invited them to her what she called homecoming, and I thought that meant like a reunion. I don't know, but it was just it was literally weird. like uh, a parade in her like small town that's like two hours away from Potomac. That was like a welcome home Karen parade and she sat in the back of a like a weird um car car where people handed her her baby. Like their, their baby. baby <laughs> Here's your baby. <laughs> so it was a bit yeah, it was a bit weird, like the whole concept of that. And we saw like obviously uh Ray was there to see them off, but he wasn't invited, which was also a bit weird. Like it was all about Karen like reconnecting with her roots, it felt like, but it was weird that she brought Giselle and Ashley and not Ray. Yeah, I felt like there's oh they're definitely building up a bit of tension between her and Ray, 
Karen and Ray, but it's, you know, he even like shows off the girls in the car and he, you know, same thing as Emily before he, uh, Karen reaches out to kiss Ray and he just kind of is like, bye-bye now and slams the door in their face. Bye-bye. <laughs> like, bye-bye. It's really weird. And like, I don't know if they're doing it to make it storyline or they're just naturally drifting, but it does seem like there's a bit of a disconnect between Ray and Karen right now. Karen. Karen Hooger. Karen Hooger right now. I know. Yeah. So they all go. They to do. the country. I think the town is called Surrey. Surrey, that's it. Yeah, yeah. sounds very small. Um, Karen's family, it's the first I feel like we might have seen of them. Yeah, I think so. It's, like her, the first of her greater family, like her cousins and her yeah. aunties and stuff. And it's kind of sweet. Like her, like I think it's her grandma or great-grandma's there and she's super sweet. Yeah, they're super cool. They seem really nice. It seems like it's nice to see a little bit of where Karen comes from. But again, it's not like groundbreaking television like I'm not like I can go to the no. bathroom a couple times during these scenes. and it's not like I feel like with Giselle when she went back to her like St. Louis and saw her dad St. Louis yeah St. Louis it was like on the rue de St. Louis there went but it just felt like way more fun that yeah. trip like this trip just felt a bit straight it felt like a filler episode to be yeah. honest yeah 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 so then we get Robin she goes over to Candace's house um to talk with Candace it's kind of the first time we've seen the ladies I think with Candace after the fight yes um it's funny because Chantel did the notes today and she, Candace is written in so many different ways <laughs> guys did you know Candace is like has an eye somewhere come the eye see you just don't know where it is and the then- first one is Robin came over to <laughs> Candidacy's Candidacies, and then it says, and Cardius says. <laughs> I'm blaming autocorrect. Okay? Candidacy or Cardius. I'm sorry, Cardice. <laughs> Cardice. Candace Cardice. Um, which is interesting because they're kind of touching base in the fight, and Candace reveals that, like, when she was speaking to Karen, um, Karen almost without, like, hesitation said that Candace should press charges uh, against Monique for the fight. So that was interesting because. To this point, we've always thought that Karen was sort of on Monique's side, like very supportive of the group dynamic and like just felt overall just sad that her friends were in this position. Like you wouldn't think that she would endorse pressing charges. No, it was that was interesting as well, because I think Giselle brings up like does does uh, Monique know that you said that Mm. to Candace? And she's like, well, yeah, she does, but I'll make sure she does. It's like so she doesn't really. I don't know. It's just like she's playing the two sides really well. Yeah, yeah. It seems like Karen, yeah, we're not sure of her intentions as of yet. And hopefully it'll come, become more clear as the season goes on. Because they're at the farm, like, with Karen and good old Ashley. She's wearing, like, some cute gray jumpsuit. And it's her first night away from baby Dean. Like, I was almost, I was pretty happy that she didn't bring and him. Like, also, that's a big deal. Like, I'm really happy for her that she got that ticked off. Yeah, and she was Fish she was saying, away. you know, like obviously Michael's fucked up, like with what he's done with um he's that peeping. woman, with his peep, people eep, and um she thinks he'll be on his best behavior from here on out. But did you notice on like just news this week that yes, he was accused of touching that cameraman's butt like two seasons ago but then there's actual footage of him touching another production member's butt in season one yeah 
And that's the cameraman who was at the fight. So the cameraman's still around. Did you notice that? No. It's a guy that was at the fight with Monique and Candace, the tall one. But there is legit footage of him. He's definitely touching a butt. But, like, what does that mean now? Like, I just feel like it's like we all know he's such a dick and, and also a sexual predator. It's like, but what is that going to change well, it just seems like Ashley, like, she just has her head in the mud. Like, she, I th- honestly think she doesn't really care about their relationship. For him, for her, it's just about, like, the financial stability and the babies. I think it is. I don't think she actually, like, I think it's upsetting, but I think she's past that now. I think she's. She's just like, look, I want to brother or sister for baby Dean that's yeah. genetically related to him. And, you know, maybe that's why she's pumping him out so fast. Like, she just wants to quickly do it and get away with it. Yeah, maybe. And then get the money, and then she can live with her little babies in peace. Yeah, maybe. So, it's interesting, yeah. So, they're at Karen's family farm, and Ashley's wearing her little jumpsuit, and they go corn mowing or hazing or whatever. (laughs) Um, And Monique calls Ashley, and Karen and Ashley kind of have a chat with her. Um, But... Giselle seems pretty against it. Like, she obviously, she walks away. She doesn't really want anything to do with it. She's still very much of the mindset of Monique's in the wrong. Yeah, which is interesting because I think this is the first episode where Monique, we later get to Monique, and I feel like she finally admits she's wrong. Wrong, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, so we get this. We're getting some growth. We get the next scene where we get Monique and um, her husband, Chris, and she sees her pastor and her first lady, which is the weirdest thing to me. I don't know. I'm not. Like, I think it's, it's just her pastor's wife, right? Yeah, but just say that. Like, yeah, it sounds weird saying like, first lady. Yeah, it's like Monique's first lady was like the little caption thing it was weird anyway but i think this is so many kind of talks her past and she has a little breakdown and i feel like it's the first time where she's like yeah i know i'm in the wrong she didn't deserve that as in candace didn't deserve that and she's like i want to apologize to her yeah and chris expresses that he'd like to reach out to the other chris and kind of just talk about it he's missing his chris boo boo it kind of seems like they're going to move in the right direction next episode that's kind of like where we're thinking that it's gonna go um we also get a really cute scene of Wendy and I'm really liking Wendy, by the way. Like, I think me she's too. really beautiful. I didn't like her at first. She annoyed me. But I now know. I'm like, no, I'm annoying. Yes. <laughs> it's always our problem it's and never me. Wendy's problem. <laughs> um, and she's got a cute older sister named Ivy. They look very much alike. Um, and they go to a restaurant. They they order, like, penne with sausage. One of them does, and one of them penne without sausage. But then all these foods keep arriving. And I kept telling Chantel, I was like, where the fuck is the penne? Like, I'm confused about what they've ordered. No I feel like paninis. There was, like, um, there was definite, like, calamari being put down. There was definite, I want to say, um, salads. And then I think there was, like, a pizza or, like, yeah, a panini at one stage. And the I was whole like, thing what the fuck, you guys? Me. Like, did you actually clarity. order penne? Like... Real Housewives orders come at us because I'm confused about that whole thing. But they really talk about the fact that Wendy wants to stop being a professor and she doesn't know how to tell her super Nigerian mom is very proud of the fact that she has two doctor daughters because her sister Ivy is a surgeon. Yeah. I just thought it was like a really nice little tidbit into her life. I also feel like this whole episode was weird. So I felt like 
there was no real point of the scene again, but it was yeah, just like Yeah, it a was tidbit. a lot of like family fun. Yeah. We just didn't have an event that everyone was at, which I feel like really brings this so true. We series didn't. together. And I think next week we are getting Oh, also we forgot to mention there was a really cute scene with Juan and Yes, Robin. I was gonna say that's probably the only other scene we need to talk about this episode. Yeah. Like because Robin like so Juan goes to this cute little bar, he sits at the bar and Robin comes in wearing like a wig and she's all sexy dressed and she's like, Oh hello, I am Tatiana. From Latvia. From it's Latvia. In Europe. <laughs> she's so cute. And they have like a little sexy chat. And then eventually like they kind of let the costumes like go down and they talk about the fact that Robin owes a lot of money in taxes and Juan's like staying by her side. So it seems like that was going to be a potential, like, ooh, risky chat, but, like, they were fine. He does say it's on you, which I found interesting, but it also, I guess, is on her. So I also am not the first, the last, the first person who can talk in this situation because this year I got um audited ooh. pre-tax. And can I just say... What does that mean? What? So I don't get paid that much, but I made some boo-boos in my tax return form. Oh, and then so they were taking some action against me and so I have to resupply <laughs> my sheet. And on my sheet, I just wrote, me scoozy. <laughs> I said, actually, didn't say me scoozy. I said, sorry, I ruined it. I was like, I don't understand money or tax. I'm not claiming anything this year. Anyway, no action was taken. They felt sorry for me. Wow. Yeah, that's what you do. Anyway, but can totally relate to Robin, maybe a little less, I did not $90,000. Mine was like mm, $200. But, um, <laughs> so a little less serious. But Robin, I'm with you, you know? It's tough. I it's very confusing. You. It's a yeah. lot of paperwork. But I love her and Juan. They just seem really normal and happy, even though there's issues. They just seem like they're by each other's sides. It's really cute. Totally. I kind of like them a lot. And we do, we get, I think the last scene is one of Ashley and Giselle. They go to Karen's church, her childhood church. She's obviously mourning the loss of her parents, which I think was like pretty recent. Yeah, pretty recent. And also like they died pretty close together. So she does kind of break down a bit in the church. But I think that's pretty much the whole entire episode. Like, there wasn't anything else crazy I just feel like this wasn't a winning episode. I think the next episode we get a preview and we're like, it's on again. It's like they are at um, Wendy's daughter's, like, kind of christening Oh, yes, yes, yes. Like, the welcome to Wendy's new baby, the Nigerian welcome. It looks really fun. And Robin's wearing her dress. It's, like, pink. It's, like, that pink like suit dress that um you know Lisa Renner and Erica wore together that oh yeah, yeah 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 so and Robin's Garcelle. wearing that and Garcelle well she wore like a cheaper version of it but sure. <laughs> um and then they're at the table and Monique sorry Candace is there Monique's not there Candace is talking about how she oh yeah she pressed, pressed charges. charges second degree assault or something and in the longer preview I saw like Robin and Giselle ask but do you want her to go to jail because that c- could happen yeah. and she's like yeah yeah, well, yeah, I do. That's what I'm hoping for. And Giselle's like, we don't want her to go to jail. Yeah. So anyway, that's going to be interesting. And this is where I feel like Candace is starting to annoy me because I feel like... She's taking it a bit far. Yes, it was. I think Monique was in the wrong with the fight as far as, like, she took it to a new level. But Candace is not innocent. Like, Candace had a role in the fight. Yeah. So, yeah, Candace just annoys me, but also now she's even more so annoying me because I feel like she's just taking this innocence 
kind of role and it's yeah not, she's it's not really real. like playing the victim and it's like you would have thought from this episode that the next step would be that Monique would reach out to her and apologize but it seems like 100%. maybe that won't happen because she will always already press charges I agree so we'll see guys stay tuned stay tuned and next week I think we'll do another recap of Real Houses of Orange County episode yeah. two mm-hmm. and hopefully the next episode of Real Houses of Potomac is a bit more exciting I think it will be I'm pretty excited for it just a short, a real short, quick one today, guys. Yeah, but enjoy. And tell us your feedback on Real Housewives of OC. Are you liking it? Are you hating it? Let's discuss. Um, and then, in the meantime, please follow us on at Obrava the Podcast on Instagram and recommend us to all your buddies. Yeah, and jump on, send us your questions. We shall answer because that's what we do. Bye. Bye.